Welcome to Bible Talk. So glad you could be with me again today. And we are continuing as we have uh, several weeks in the beginning as we establish uh, a foothold in the book of Revelation. And hopefully we'll be focusing on Revelation through the remainder of this calendar year uh, for the most part, except maybe for the last couple of weeks of December. So let's pray, and then I want to jump back into chapter 1 of the book of Revelation. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity to sit together and to explore your word and discover great truth about you. Lord, as we approach all scripture, and but it seems especially pronounced in the book of Revelation with the imagery and a lot of the poetry and a lot of the, uh, uh, the structure of the book that it is um, for us many times uh, seemingly difficult to comprehend. But thank you that it doesn't depend upon our comprehension to do its work in our heart. That, uh, that even if our mind can't comprehend, our spirit can. And you do your work in our heart to do, develop our love for you and one another and our trust in you. And so, Lord, we pray you'll do that for us today and always. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, um, we've looked at a little bit of the context and the concepts and the approaches to interpretation of the book of Revelation over the last couple thousand years. Um, and today what I want to do is read the entire first chapter and then zero in on a couple of passages uh, that kind of give us a little bit of an overview of some things. So, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants, which must shortly take place. And he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, all things that he saw. Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before the throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler over the kings of the earth. To him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood and has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Behold, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even, those, even they who pierced him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of him. Even so, amen. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. I, John, your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, you write in a book and send it to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, 
to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me. And having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands. And in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and his hair white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes like a flame of fire. His feet were like fine brass, as if refined in a furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He had in his right hand seven stars, out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. Write the things which you have seen, and the things which are, and the things which will take place after this. The mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand, and the seven golden lampstands. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches, and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. <clears throat> now, we talked pretty much at length a couple of weeks ago about chapter 1, verse 1, uh, <clears throat> and the initial greeting, which I dealt with uh, more extensively in the most recent past sermon that I preached uh, on Sunday in the book of Revelation. The next section, verse 4 through 7, uh, this is the uh, 27th of, of September, the day that we're recording, or rather uh, streaming, rather, this Bible talk. And so doesn't really make any difference when you listen to it after that, but I plan on the following Sunday, this coming Sunday, to preach on um, the 1st of October on the verses 4 through 7. So we won't take a lot of time with them. So that emphasizes the fact that in this series of Bible talks, since I'm dealing specifically with the passages or the book that I'm preaching from, it's very helpful to double up on those, um, both the Sunday sermon and the Bible talk, and they're both available uh, and they're all available online because they complement one another. And then, beginning with verse 8, we find the first recorded statements of the Lord Jesus. I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. Of course, that's a Greek, Greek alphabet uh, figure of speech. Alpha being the first letter, Omega being the last letter, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. And the, the idea being that the Lord is emphasizing the fact that he himself is timeless, that he is always was and always will be. And that, of course, uh, is, is, a, um, is, is a, a reference uh, to the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I, John, your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom 
and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that's called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. So obviously the Roman government had exiled him there to the island of Patmos off the coast of uh, Asia Minor there for the sake of uh, his stance for Christ and his unwillingness to compromise that. Uh, which and, and he says, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. So it seemed, I mean, there's a repeating here, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So the idea, if it was God the Father speaking in verse 8, um, and, uh, and it, it seems apparent uh, that it's the Lord Jesus speaking here because he says, uh, let me read what you see right in the book and send to the seven churches which are in Asia, to Ephesus, to Smyrna, to Pergamos, to Thyatira, to Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Then I turned to see the voice that spoke with me, and having turned, I saw seven golden lampstands, one like the Son of Man, in, in the midst of the lampstands, clothed with a garment down to the feet, girded about the chest. In other words, uh, and he goes on and identifies himself in verse 17 and following, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. Again, that, that same identification. I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the keys of death and Hades, Hades and death. Hades is Sheol from the Old Testament, Hades in the Greek, and it means the place of the dead, is literally what it means. A lot of times, Hades is used as a synonym for hell, um, and while that's not wrong in that hell is a place for the dead, but also um, Hades is, is in the Old Testament concept is, is simply the place where people go after this life. And it doesn't mean uh, necessarily negative or positive in that sense, uh, clearly from the Old Testament. Now, obviously the connotations come from the clear teaching of Jesus in the New Testament. Write things which you have seen and things which you which are and things which will take place after this, the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands. Uh, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. So it seems clear here there's three, Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Th those phrases are three times repeated in this first chapter, by deity. In other words, somebody say, well, it doesn't specifically say it's Jesus speaking in verse 8. No, but it clearly is Jesus speaking in, uh, in verse 11 and in verse 17 and following, 11 and following and 17 and following, because John identifies him as Jesus and he identifies himself as Jesus by the self-descriptors that are used. So what I'm getting at is, is that one, that phrase, first and the last, Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, who was and is and is to come, um, is used clearly of God, and that would assume the Father, we, you know, when we say God, we say Father, Son, Holy Spirit, but in common parlance, so many times we use the word God, and it's and, and it's, it's limited to the Father. Um, 
But it seems that in verse 4, that when who was and is and is to come is used, that it's, it's clearly speaking, John is clearly speaking of God the Father because of the rest of the threefold uh, salutation that he gives in the whole book of Revelation. But, so, so whoever speaks in verse 8 describing himself in the same terminology is clearly divine. So what I'm saying is, is this repetition clearly establishes the deity of Jesus Christ. Um, he, he fully became a, a human, and he fully identifies himself as God because all the same language is used to describe Jesus as is, as is used to describe the Father. So that's something that we really need to be um, aware of and conscious of as we, as we read the book of Revelation because, um, as we said clearly a couple weeks ago, we said last Sunday in the message that was preached about this, that the first five words of the book, the revelation of Jesus Christ, summarize the purpose in the message of the book, which is to reveal Jesus Christ. And that's one of the unique emphases that I want in this series on Revelation to emphasize over and over again, is the stereotype of the book of Revelation is we read Revelation to find out everything that's going to happen in the end times. Okay? I'm not saying that's inappropriate because I think much of that is revealed. <clears throat> but the book itself says that its goal is not primarily to talk about that. Like the rest of the Bible, its goal is to talk about Jesus and what we can learn about him and who he is and how to have a relationship with him effectively and fruitfully to follow and to know him. Um, to serve and worship him. So what this first chapter does is, again, it's all about Jesus even defining himself in this first chapter as, as the, the, the language is used. And, and what I would, as he has clearly done, I'm the first and the last, I'm the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, uh, who was and is and is to come. So, in other words, the overarching description is, I am, and, and those, those, those characteristics can only be described to God. I mean, no other being has those characteristics. And, and so, whatever we take from this, let's glean truth about Jesus. And that should be our first and foremost question. And you say, well, what about all the, the prophecies of things that are going to happen and so forth? Well, we don't have the time in the Bible talk, but we took the time in the sermon last week to illustrate that. Here, here's the way that I, the, here's the analogy I use for the book of Revelation and of all prophecy in the Bible, is that the central event in human history is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. When God became a man in the person of Jesus and dwelt among us, lived a perfectly sinless life, died an adequately, ad absolutely satisfactory death, proved that by rising from the dead and redeeming everyone on the earth that's ever lived or ever would live 
making redemption possible for those that would hear about him and, and turn from themselves and their sin and recognize their need, uh, their deserve God's judgment and that Jesus took it on himself and they gratefully and faithfully receive the gift that God has given them through Jesus of redemption, forgiveness, and a re restored relationship with him through Christ. That, that is the seminal event in human history. And to use an analogy, I would say that is the, if you've got a perfectly still body of water and you, you drop a pebble in that body of water and that pebble dropping in that water, I would make the analogy to Jesus coming to this earth and doing all that I just said he did. You know and I know that when that pebble hits that body of water, in perfect circles, they're going to radiate out from that pebble a series of waves that will just spread from that pebble. Okay? All the events of human history, prophetically, that the Bible speaks of, before Jesus came and after Jesus came are the echoes of that seminal human event when the pebble hit the water. And the radiation of, from that pebble of the waves are the events prophetically that occur in human history that the Bible talks about that are are echoes of or prefiguring as in the case of before Jesus came and echoes of after Jesus came of, of that event. And so even human history plays out on its scale a, 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 an echo, uh, as it were, of Christ and his coming and his reign on the earth. And so... That's where I see how the events of the book of Revelation, we don't need to see them as the principal message of Revelation. We need to see embedded within them evidence of Jesus and what he has accomplished and what he is accomplishing and what he will accomplish, all because of that seminal event in human history that guarantees the, the conclusion of, of time, as it were, and the events of, of human history in, in God's plan to restore and redeem uh, his created world. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so we'll talk more about this even on Wednesdays, and I'll talk more about it on Sundays as well. Um, and you could access those if you can't be with us in person, you don't live around here or something, you can access those online as well. But I, I just, I, I think the thing that makes the book of Revelation so meaningful to me is the same thing that makes the other 65 books so meaningful, and that is that Jesus is revealed. Thank you for being with me. As we continue to pray for one another, uh, Let's just trust God to reveal himself to us through his word. Amen. God bless you.
Lord, thank you for your truth. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your people. Thank you for Jesus. Amen. See you next time.